Well, apparently she gave a couple of uh, very long price winners on Friday night there at Canterbury Park. Did Ali Mosley? Good morning, Ali. Oh, hello, Mido. How are you guys this morning? Good, thank you. You're getting some love for those selections on Friday evening at Canterbury. Uh, you can take the praise for that, whilst we also praise Fangirl for the way she won the Apollo so impressively at Randwick on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you don't like to say it, but it was almost winks-like, wasn't it? I mean, hard to compare this early stage, and I know Chris Waller wasn't getting ahead of himself um, in his post-race interview. I think Greg Bradley asked him afterwards, has she come back better? And he said, oh, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But off that, you'd have to suggest that she has. She looked in super order. I went went and saw her in the stalls before the race and I was chatting to her strapper and she said, oh, she's in a bit of a mood today. I said, oh, is this a good thing or a bad thing? And she said, well, she was in the same mood, sort of a bit of a, you know, a bit of a but just a bit of a mood, I think is the best way to put it, when she won the King Charles. Mm. So she's obviously just come back in in great order and I think it's so exciting for us as racing fans to have the next um, champ to watch. Switzerland made it two from two in terms of the golden slipper. Where do you have him rated, Al? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's funny, I've been talking about it with everyone the last couple of days. He's sort of the talk of the town and I found it really interesting and going away from what Chris had said about Fangirl, he really, I don't know if you guys heard the post-race interview, but he really spruced him. Um, he said he's not even wound down yet. Um, this is only just the beginning. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much to come. It wasn't really even the intention, I think, to to win like he did on the weekend. So um, I, I find it really tricky. There's such different horses, and even physically they're such different horses. He's a little pocket rocket. There's not a great deal of him when you actually go and see him in the flesh. He's... Um, quite light-framed, he's quite little, um, similar sort of build to Shinzo. Shinzo's maybe a touch bigger, but just so interesting. Whereas Stormboy is this big, imposing, just um, furnished horse. And so they're really different. It's hard to line them up, but I tell you what, Chris Waller's got his eye on the golden slipper, so it'll be really interesting. I think I'm still in Stormboy's camp, um, particularly off that recent trial, but I, I don't think we've even seen the best of Switzerland yet. And just uh, an update on that Tab Golden Slipper market with Tab. So Stormboy's $3, Switzerland into $6, and Shangri-La Express at $9, held its quote, Lady of Camelot 11. Shangri-La Express first up uh, there behind Switzerland. Really stuck on well, though, Ali, because there was a point there when Switzerland sort of went past him. That you thought it was, uh, yeah, fought back, mm. and you really thought mm. Switzerland's going to put a gap on here, but didn't. Yeah, that's. I think that's maybe why people aren't going crazy over the win. It felt as though, you know, we sort of expect now, and particularly what we've seen off, say, the Storm Boys, um, we want them to put a gap on them, but that's not necessarily mm. how Chris Waller trains either. So I think that's something to take into account. It was only the second time we've seen him at the races. He is the most beautiful natured horse. Um, just kind of cuddles you before the race. He, he was walking around the yard like an old gelding, didn't turn a hair. You almost wanted to fire him up a little bit, even I, when he got round to the barriers. I must admit, Al, after that race, I, I was thinking the same thing. I, I was thinking, yeah. oh, geez, he didn't put a margin on all of them. I, I think the, there wasn't a big margin between the first four, was, was there? You know, and I know that yeah. you know, you, all you can do is, is win, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm un, I was unsure, but... Yeah, and I, I think, to be honest, James, you know, not having perhaps he's definitely locked in on Stormboy yet in the slipper, I think he sort of wanted to test what was there a little bit. So I'm not even sure that um, he was even meant to be 
ridden the way that he was. Mm. I, I don't I don't know what the situation was, but it's really interesting. He wasn't wound down though, so I think that's such yeah. an important thing to note. You know, we're really scratching the surface, whereas Storm Boy's got the runs on the board already. So I, I think it's so fascinating. And even a horse like Duvana, I was so taken by him. I thought he was unlucky not to have finished much closer in that race. He didn't see daylight until far too late. He just looked to have plenty to offer. I think the son of Dundee could really be a force to reckon with in some decent later autumn races. What are some of the horses, or is there any horse that you're following out of the meeting? Oh boy, I was sick about Olympia, <laughs> so yeah. I've got to follow her. That was it. That was a tough watch. She got blocked badly and had to push through the smallest of gaps along the rail, and then there was that protest. And I thought, oh, we could be okay here. Um, but it was just game over for her because she'd lost momentum. So I think we've got to follow her. Um, Cascadian, an interesting one. He finished last in the Apollo Stakes and it might have looked on paper underwhelming, but he had zero luck and he went to the line full of running. I think the veteran still retains plenty of dash. I was having a chat to Darren Beadman at the races and he said he was going so well last prep that James Cummings was talking about taking him to Hong Kong. So for a stint there, you know, for in their um, international races. So that suggests that they've still, they've still think, you know, the old boy's got a lot of life in him. He's a nine-year-old now. So it sounds crazy, but I think I've got to follow Cascadian. Um, and then I thought both unplaced runners, Arctic Glamour and Tiz Invincible, shouldn't have lost any admirers in their up, for their upcoming surround stakes assignments. I think they both drew poorly. Tiz Invincible sprinted, sprinted quickly in the early stages and she just looked to peak a little bit... Uh, uh, early on her run and then Arctic Glamour became a bit unbalanced in the run but I thought she warmed up late too so some exciting horses to follow out of the weekend as we head deeper into the Autumn Carnival Burn on the last didn't he? Again and he Again. did uh, What's yeah, that four suddenly. or five? Yeah He's the yeah. pikey of the east now. <laughs> Mate. I swear he does it to us on purpose. I think he's playing a trick on us all, Bjorn. I think he puts his best chance in the last race and then just... Um... <laughs> but you know what? Credit to him as well. He'd been at um, a function for the day. I think for the... Ch- I, I don't want to get this wrong, the children's charities, and they hadn't raised enough funds yet. So he donated um, any of his winnings uh, f- for that to top it up. Oh, so good, on good on him. He does, he does the right thing, old Bjorn, and he's, and he's a real character for us all. <laughs> he is. Uh, good on you, Ali. We'll chat later in the week. Thanks, guys.